It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is a special news bulletin. Good evening. I'm Carmen Carrion, and we interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you breaking news regarding a disturbing and urgent matter in our community. A serial killer is on the loose and local authorities are urging residents to remain vigilant and take precautions for their safety. Earlier today, law enforcement officials confirmed that a series of gruesome murders has occurred in your area, and they believe the same individual is responsible for these heinous crimes. As the investigation intensifies, here's what we know so far. Over the past few weeks, six victims have tragically lost their lives in a manner that suggests a serial killer may be at large. The police department has formed a specialized task force to apprehend the suspect, and they are urging the public to report any information that may assist in solving these cases. We take these matters very seriously and have allocated significant resources to this investigation. Our top priority is the safety of our community, and we are working diligently to identify and apprehend the individual responsible for these heinous acts. We are urging all residents to remain cautious and report any suspicious activity immediately. The authorities have released a few details about the killer. In each incident, he is said to be wearing a white hoodie, has unusually pale skin, and seems to have a disturbing smile carved into his face. The killings seem to be random, and his method of violence is brutally stabbing his victims with a large knife. Please stay safe and take the necessary precautions to protect yourself and your loved ones. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the victims and their families during this challenging period. Thank you for joining us for this special news bulletin. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Attention all mystery lovers. Dive into the captivating world of June's Journey, the hidden object game that will awaken your inner detective. Join June Parker on her quest to uncover the shocking truth behind her sister's murder in the glamorous 1920s. I'm a couple of chapters in, and I love unlocking new pieces to the mystery after each hidden item search. The beautifully detailed scenes, from New York's finest parlors to the charming sidewalks of Paris, make the experience truly immersive. As you progress, you'll also get to build and customize your very own island estate complete with stunning gardens and luxurious buildings. Gather compelling evidence, decipher cleverly hidden clues, and unravel the dark secrets of the Parker family. Each twist and turn will keep you on the edge of your seat, eager to crack the case. Cooperate or compete against other players in the detective club, and you'll even get a chance to play in a detective league to test your skills. Are you ready to jump back in time, detectives? Download June's Journey for free today in iOS and Android. Welcome to Freaky Folklore, the podcast where we discover horrifying legends across the world. 
and tell terrifying tales of monsters, both ancient and modern. This week, we're discussing the popular creepypasta known as Jeff the Killer, a disturbing and terrifying popular story. Listeners beware, this episode contains brutality and child harm. This show is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. Find more terrifying tales at EerieCast.com, such as Destination Terror. You can listen to a new episode every week as I take you to horrifying destinations both real and mythical. Be sure to follow us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting service. You can leave an honest review on iTunes, too. The more we get, the more we grow, and hopefully, the more monsters we can explore. You can now find Freaky Folklore videos on YouTube as well. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram for information on future episodes. The evening buzzed with laughter, clinking glasses, and animated conversations. The house bathed in a warm golden glow, casting dancing shadows throughout the hallway. The music from beyond the bedroom door served as a constant reminder of the lively gathering happening just outside. Alone, in the dimly lit room, 12-year-old Shay sat huddled, knees drawn up to his chest. A heavy heart weighed him down, dragging him deeper into solitude. Emotions swirled in the air, an indestructible mix of loneliness, despair, and profound isolation. Outside the bedroom, the voices of his parents mingled with those of their friends, their laughter filling the house with a sense of belonging and togetherness. This starkly contrasted with Shay's sense of emptiness. Shay was well aware that his parents remained oblivious to the torment he endured at school, the relentless bullying that had cast a dark shadow over his life. Within the confines of self-imposed isolation, there was a desperate yearning for respite from the chaos outside. However, the room's walls felt like an inescapable fortress trapping him. The weight of the darkness pressed down, intensifying his feelings of helplessness. Tears welled up in his eyes, but they fought back the vulnerability, determined not to let anyone see his pain. The bullying had silenced him, forcing him to hide his suffering from the world. That evening, though, the palpable loneliness was suffocating. As the party continued, the isolation within the room deepened, creating a sense of watching life from behind an impenetrable barrier. Shay longed for the courage to step outside, join the festivities, and escape the self-imposed exile that had become his refuge. Trapped within the walls of his own despair, he remained hidden, his loneliness growing with each passing moment. The evening persisted as a symphony of joy and connection, serving only to emphasize his isolation and intensify his yearning for a sense of belonging that felt impossibly distant. During the day at school, the playground felt like a daunting battlefield, when it should have felt like a place of laughter, fun, and carefree moments. Instead, it was a source of anxiety and pain for Shay. Every day as the school bell rang, Shay reluctantly made his way to the school playground, 
bracing himself for what had become an all-too-familiar routine. The moment he stepped onto the playground, he could feel the atmosphere change, as if a dark cloud had settled over him. Shay's footsteps felt heavy as he approached the playground. He would often take his time, hesitating to enter the domain of his tormentors. As he neared the playground, Shay noticed his classmates forming small groups, chatting and playing games. But for him, finding a group that would accept him was a challenge he rarely overcame. Shay couldn't help but notice the sidelong glances and whispers that followed him. He felt like an outsider, forever marked as different. It was a daily inevitability. The bullies, three older boys from his class, would spot Shay and make their way toward him. They approached with a cruel confidence that sent shivers down his spine. The bullying often began with relentless name-calling. The bullies hurled insults at Shay, targeting his appearance, his quiet nature, or anything else they knew would hurt him. Shay was subjected to teasing and taunting, which could quickly escalate into a barrage of cruel remarks. The bullies were relentless in their pursuit of his emotional pain. Sometimes the bullying turned physical. Shay endured shoving, pushing, and occasional acts of violence, leaving him with bruises and scrapes. Shay's peers, while not participating in the bullying, often distanced themselves, afraid of becoming targets themselves. This further intensified his feelings of isolation. Shay's attempts to seek help or report the bullying to teachers often went unnoticed or were met with empty promises. He felt helpless and cornered. Unable to bear the torment, Shay often retreated to a quiet corner of the playground where he hoped to find some solace. He yearned for the bell to signal the end of recess. As the recess period passed, Shay sat alone, aching for the torment to end. He watched the other children playing and socializing, longing to be a part of the joyful atmosphere that he could only observe from afar. With each passing day, the fear of what awaited him on the playground grew. The bullies had made it clear they had no intention of letting him escape their torment. The school playground, meant to be a place of laughter and friendship, had become a daily nightmare for Shay where he was forced to endure cruelty and isolation. The emotional scars he carried were deep, and his innocence had been replaced by a constant dread of what the next day would bring. But someone had noticed, someone who had walked in Shay's shoes before. He had endured the name-calling, the shoving, the fear, and the same isolation. Hidden in the shadows, He observed the torment inflicted upon Shay, with a mix of eerie detachment and a deep, visceral connection to the darkness that consumed the boy's life. The shadows were his refuge, a place where he felt a strange sense of camaraderie with the tormented child. Jeff had once walked a similar path in his youth, enduring the torment of bullies, until he snapped and found solace in the darkness. He understood the raw emotions that plagued Shay, the isolation, the fear, the despair. A sinister desire stirred within Jeff, 
as he watched the bullies prey upon Shay. He longed to unleash the same malevolent force upon them that he had once unleashed upon his own tormentors. The darkness had become his ally, and he saw an opportunity to repay the tormentors with a taste of their own medicine. Jeff couldn't help but revel in the idea of retribution, the thought of bringing fear and chaos into the bullies' lives, as he himself had experienced, was a twisted source of satisfaction. For him there was a grim delight in knowing that he had the power to exact vengeance and give pain back to those who eagerly dished it out to others. He felt an uncanny connection to Shay, sensing that the boy's suffering mirrored his own past. The desire to protect Shay and save him from the torment that had broken Jeff in his youth fueled his determination to act. Jeff was a patient observer, meticulously studying the bully's actions and patterns. He waited for the right moment, biding his time in the shadows like a predator stalking its prey. As the darkness deepened around Shay, Jeff the Killer's own darkness festered, intermingling with a peculiar sense of purpose. He watched, he waited, and he planned to unleash a storm of retribution upon Shay's tormentors. Like many creepypasta stories, it's hard to pinpoint the original author and often this causes speculation and controversy. The story we are discussing today has become one of the most popular creepypasta stories on the internet. Yet it's dang near impossible to pinpoint with a surety who the original author was. There are people out there who will argue this, but who is really credible on the internet? The origins of creepypasta remain shrouded in mystery. According to Jessica Roy, a writer from Time Magazine, it began to take shape in the 1990s with the resharing of a chain email text on internet forums and Usenet groups. Over time, thanks to proliferation of acclaimed fictional horror tales, Creepypasta has become a well-known name among aficionados of horror stories. Creepypasta is a decentralized platform with no single governing authority. The official website defines itself as an unrestricted space devoid of a hierarchical structure, stating, There is no one owner or creator of Creepypasta, as it exists as a meme, genre, or term itself, and no one person can authorize requests to exploit the individual stories, which exist within the communities that have formed around it. Creepypastas are internet horror stories, penned by various skilled authors circulated on forums and other online platforms with the intention of unsettling and terrifying readers. These stories are sometimes accompanied by disturbing imagery, audio, and video content that amplifies the eerie and spine-chilling nature of the narrative. Because I couldn't get a definitive answer for the exact origin of Jeff the Killer, I will not give credit to any specific person for this story, but I will tell you that Jeff the Killer Whoever brought this disturbing creature to life online gave new nightmare fuel to a massive untold number of people. There was a story posted in 2008 that is said to be the original. 
but the story posted in 2012 is the one that caused the stir and brought Jeff fame. This is the version of the story that we will talk about today. Today's story is in no way meant to mislead, cast judgment, or stereotype the mentally ill. We all know someone who struggles, and those struggles are real. If you know someone who is suffering alone, if you or someone you know is in crisis, please call 911. Go to the nearest emergency room. Call 1-800-273-TALK-8255 to reach a 24-hour crisis center. Or text MHA to 741741 at the crisis text line. This creepypasta revolves around the character of Jeffrey Woods, a 13-year-old protagonist in the series, who later adopts the moniker Jeff the Killer. The intriguing storyline and captivating central character have piqued the interest of numerous creators over time. This chilling creepypasta has served as a wellspring of inspiration for many fan artists and creators of animated content in the online realm. Jeff who moved to a new neighborhood along with his parents and elder brother, Lou. Jeff and his brother got bullied by three kids, named Randy, Keith, and Troy, who also tried to mug them. However, Jeff eventually lost control of himself, and in a fit of rage, he punched one of the bullies and shattered his nose. His reaction to beating the bullies, hints to the pleasure it gave him, and the possible stirrings of mental illness. During a party, Jeff found himself targeted by the same group of kids who had previously bullied him. In a horrifying turn of events, he was drenched with a mixture of bleach and vodka and subsequently set on fire using Keith's lighter. This traumatic incident unfolded shortly after Jeff had already killed Randy and incapacitated Keith and Troy. It was at this precise moment that something within him irrevocably snapped, leaving him devoid of every emotion except anger. After regaining consciousness, Jeff awoke in a hospital, swathed in bandages. Upon the removal of these bandages, Jeff's disfigured and pallid countenance struck terror into the hearts of his parents. Yet, for Jeff, who had completely lost his sanity, his grotesque appearance took on a bizarre beauty in his eyes. That very night, he made the harrowing decision to carve a permanent smile upon his face and burned his eyelids off, ensuring that he could perpetually gaze upon his newfound beauty. Jeff's descent into madness culminated in the murder of his parents, and he further plunged his knife into his brother Lou's body, all while uttering the chilling phrase, Go to sleep. This phrase later became Jeff's sinister catchphrase as he embarked on a relentless killing spree, targeting those who dared to stay awake during the night. Jeff the Killer Creepypasta is considered controversial within the online horror fiction and creepypasta communities. There are several reasons for this controversy. The character of Jeff the Killer is associated with extreme violence and sadistic behavior. Many of the stories involving Jeff depict brutal and graphic acts of violence, which can be disturbing and unsettling for some readers. Some critics argue that the character's portrayal of Jeff as a psychopathic killer may perpetuate harmful stereotypes about mental illness. 
the creepypasta's focus on his descent into madness and violence has raised concerns about the stigmatization of individuals with mental health issues. The character has inspired countless fan creations, including fan fiction and fan art. While some fans appreciate the character as a classic figure in the genre, others argue that these fan-made stories can sometimes glorify and romanticize violence and psychopathy, which is a source of controversy. The creepypasta community is divided on the character. Some see Jeff the Killer as an iconic and classic figure in online horror fiction, while others view him as problematic due to the character's nature and the way he has been portrayed and interpreted by different authors. The graphic and violent content associated with Jeff the Killer isn't suitable for all audiences, especially younger sensitive readers. This has led to concerns about the accessibility of such content to a broad range of internet users. It's important to recognize that the controversy surrounding Jeff the Killer is a reflection of the diverse perspectives within the online horror and creepypasta communities. While some people appreciate the character's role in the genre's history and the fear he can evoke, others are critical of the potential negative consequences associated with his portrayal and popularity. As with any form of online horror fiction, individual reactions to Jeff the Killer and similar characters will vary. The wind was swirling the leaves around the playground in the chilly autumn afternoon after school, when Jeff, hidden in the shadows, gazed upon the playground where Shay's tormentors, Mark, Todd, and Rick, continued their relentless bullying. The darkness that swirled within him now held an unrelenting determination it was time to act. As Mark shoved Shade to the ground, Todd and Rick laughed, their cruel words echoing through the empty playground. Jeff clenched his fists, his pale face adorned with that infamous grin. He whispered to himself, no more. With deliberate steps, Jeff emerged from the shadows his unsettling presence casting an eerie silence over the bullies. Mark, Todd, and Rick turned to see the pale figure with jet black hair, ghostly pale skin, hideous carved smile, and those cold, emotionless eyes. Who the hell are you? Mark exclaimed, his voice tinged with fear. Jeff answered quickly, You wouldn't remember me. But I was once where Shay is now, tormented by the likes of you. What are you talking about, freak? Todd yelled at Jeff. And then Rick, attempting to sound threatening, tried to chime in. Get lost before we... But he was cut off before he could finish. Jeff moved with unnatural speed, his knife gleaming in the vague sunlight as it flashed through the air. His knife slid easily through the fabric of the Marvel Comics t-shirt Rick was wearing, leaving a gruesome smile on Spider-Man that soon began to ooze a crimson red liquid as the young bully's life spilled onto the mulch of the playground. Mark and Todd, paralyzed by fear, stumbled backward. Jeff's voice dripped with menace as he spoke. With Rick writhing in pain on the ground, his hand clutching the bloody wound in his chest. 
Jeff the killer turned his cold, emotionless eyes toward Mark and Todd. Your torment of others ends now, as your own torment begins. Run, and don't look back. I will be coming for you. Mark and Todd, terrified and helpless, began to experience the fear that they had so callously imposed on Shay. Terror-stricken, the two boys wasted no time. They stumbled to their feet and bolted away from the scene, their hearts pounding with fear, as the chilling words of Jeff echoed in their ears. As Mark and Todd disappeared into the darkness, their footsteps growing faint, they could feel the presence of Jeff still lingering, like a malevolent specter. Back at the playground, Shay watched in awe and disbelief as Jeff the killer slowly vanished into the shadows. A strange mix of emotions filled him, relief that his tormentors had been stopped, and a surreal sense of gratitude toward the enigmatic figure who had emerged from the darkness to protect him. A storm was brewing, casting a darkness over the playground that felt like night. The wailing sirens of the ambulance pierced the stillness of the afternoon, and the flashing red and blue lights cast an eerie otherworldly glow over the playground. The police arrived shortly after, their arrival marked by the stern voices and commanding presence of officers. Amid the chaos, paramedics rushed to Rick's side, but it was immediately clear that the wound inflicted by Jeff the Killer was too grave. Despite their frantic efforts to save him, Rick's life slowly ebbed away. He was pronounced dead at the scene, a stark reminder of the violence that had unfolded on the playground. As the police secured the area and paramedics dealt with the tragic outcome, Shay was approached by a kind-hearted officer. The officer knelt down beside the shaken 12-year-old boy and spoke in a gentle, reassuring tone. I know this must be incredibly difficult for you, Shay, but we need to understand what happened here. Can you tell us what you saw? Shay, still trembling with the night's events, recounted the encounter with Jeff the killer. His voice was filled with a mix of awe, fear, and relief as he described how the mysterious figure had come to his rescue and had confronted the bullies. I didn't know who he was, but he, he saved me. He told them to run, and he said he would be coming for them. Tears welled up in Shay's eyes as he spoke, and the officer gently reassured him. You're safe now, Shay. We'll do everything we can to protect you and find out what happened here. Shay's emotions were a whirlwind of confusion and gratitude. He couldn't help but feel a strange sense of relief and even a sliver of sympathy for the mysterious vigilante who had taken matters into his own hands. In the days that followed the tragic afternoon at the playground, Mark couldn't escape the feeling of being watched. He would glance over his shoulder frequently, always sensing a presence lurking just beyond his field of vision. He couldn't shake the unnerving feeling that something malevolent was stalking him, like a shadow that refused to let go. One particularly eerie night, Mark lay in his bed, tossing and turning, his mind fraught with fear. The room was bathed in the soft glow of the moonlight 
streaming in through the curtains. Just as he was about to close his eyes, he felt a sudden chill, as if an icy hand had grazed his skin. His heart raced. From the darkest corner of his room, a figure emerged, stepping into the faint moonlight. Mark's eyes widened in horror as he recognized the unmistakable pale face and menacing grin of Jeff the Killer. His voice was cold and unwavering. You thought you could escape, Mark, but I told you I'd be coming for you. Mark's voice quivered as he stammered. Who are you? What do you want? Retribution. Justice. For Shay. For myself. And for all the innocent souls you've tormented. Before Mark could react, Jeff leaned in, his lifeless eyes boring into Mark's soul. His words were soft, but filled with sinister intent. Go to sleep. In an instant, Jeff plunged the knife into Mark's chest, a grotesque and chilling echo of the violence that had once been inflicted on him. The room filled with Mark's agonized screams, but they were abruptly silenced as the life drained from his body. Mark's lifeless form lay there, a stark reminder of the malevolence that had come back to haunt him and the vengeance of Jeff the Killer, the harbinger of darkness, who had promised to exact a terrible price for the torment he and his friends had inflicted upon the innocent. Shay's nights were restless, haunted by the memory of the events that had transpired on that dreadful evening. He couldn't shake the strange mix of emotions he felt. Relief that the tormentors had been stopped, but also a lingering sense of unease about the mysterious figure who had come to his rescue. One day, as Shay was scrolling through the news on his phone, a headline caught his eye. Series of grisly murders baffle police. The report detailed a string of homicides that had shaken the community. The victims were numerous and included Rick and Mark, Shay's former tormentors. Each crime scene was marked by a chilling signature, a message written in blood, go to sleep. Shay's heart raced as he connected the dots. It was clear that Jeff the killer, the mysterious figure from the playground, was hunting and exacting retribution upon the bullies. A shiver ran down his spine as he realized the extent of Jeff's darkness and the grim satisfaction he found in meeting out his unique form of justice. As the news continued to report on the unfolding nightmare, Shay was torn between conflicting emotions. He felt a strange sense of gratitude to Jeff for stopping the tormentors, but also an unsettling sense of unease about the darkness that had taken hold of the killer. Shay couldn't escape the haunting realization that Jeff the Killer was still out there, lurking in the shadows, and that his quest for retribution was far from over. The playground that had once been a place of torment now seemed like the epicenter of a chilling and twisted tale of darkness and vengeance. Meanwhile, across town, the evening had fallen into an eerie silence as Todd, 
The last of Shay's former tormentors lay in his dimly lit room. The muted glow of a nightlight cast faint shadows dancing across the walls. The air was thick with tension, as Todd had become increasingly paranoid, haunted by the rumors and news reports of Mark's and Rick's gruesome deaths. Todd had taken to barricading himself in his room, a futile attempt to ward off the pervasive dread that had gripped him. But the night held an eerie stillness, and the sense of unease only grew with every passing moment. As Todd lay there, his thoughts mired in fear. A faint whisper, almost like a soft breeze, caressed his ears. He strained to hear, but the words were barely audible. You can't hide forever, Todd. I'm coming for you. Todd's heart leaped in terror as he recognized that voice, the same chilling voice that had haunted his nightmares. Suddenly, he felt a presence in the room, like an evil specter that had materialized from the shadows. With trembling hands, Todd switched on the bedside lamp, revealing the pale, grinning face of Jeff the Killer at the foot of his bed. The room seemed to close in on him as he gasped in horror. You thought you could escape your past. You thought wrong. Todd's voice quivered as he begged, Please, don't... Before he could finish, Jeff's knife glinted in the dim light, and with a swift, merciless strike, he plunged it into Todd's chest. The room filled with Todd's desperate cries, but they were swiftly silenced as life drained from his body. The night once again bore witness to a gruesome and chilling murder. Another act of vengeance meted out by Jeff the Killer. The darkness that consumed Todd's life had now taken his very existence, leaving behind only a sinister message in blood go to sleep. As Shay continued to grapple with the chilling events that had unfolded, he couldn't escape the fact that Jeff the Killer had become a relentless force of retribution. The news continued to report on the grim string of murders, with Todd becoming the latest victim. The darkness that had followed Shay was far from over. In a disturbing twist, Shay couldn't ignore the strange connection he felt to Jeff. The very figure who had once saved him from tormentors had now turned into a harbinger of darkness, and Shay's emotions were a tumultuous mix of fear, gratitude, and unease. Later that evening, as Shay lay in his room, his mind racing, while the shadows cast by the moonlight seemed to come to life, he felt a presence, an eerie familiarity. Jeff the Killer stood in the corner of his room, his cold eyes fixated on Shay. Why are you here? Shay asked, his voice shaking. I'm here to offer you a choice, Jeff answered. The chilling words sent a shiver down Shay's spine. He had become a pawn in a dark game, a choice presented by the very figure who had once saved him. Jeff gave him an unsettling ultimatum. You can join me, Shay. Together we can make them all pay for their sins. Or you can try to stop me. But 
you'll be the next victim. Shay's world teetered on the edge of a precipice. He was faced with a haunting choice. Become an accomplice to the darkness or become its next victim. The torment he had endured had not ended. It had merely taken on a more sinister form. And the chilling path he was about to tread would forever change the course of his life. In this dark and disturbing twist, Shay found himself at a crossroads, forced to make a choice that would lead him down a path of retribution and violence, a path paved with the eerie whispers of Jeff the Killer. The darkness that had once tormented him had now become a part of him, and there was no escape from its grasp. Thank you for listening to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's horrifying legends and myths. Don't forget to follow Freaky Folklore on Spotify and iTunes. If you can, leave the show an honest review on iTunes to help us grow. Freaky Folklore is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network, the home for listeners who love to feel scared. Go to EerieCast.com to find other terrifying podcasts, such as Destination Terror, hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram for information on future episodes. Until next time, stay safe out there. Because this world is a strange one. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nyx.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.